Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, and it's listener letter time. This week's letter is from Tixit Brightfuse, who says he enjoys listening to us at work. And he writes, Dear Tosh Mafuni, what kind of a career is journalism anyway? Do you really think you'll get any kind of a decent paying job after you graduate? Have you considered anything else, like engineering or maybe piracy? Sincerely, Tixit Brightfuse, purveyor of fine engineering supplies, Shrine of the Seven Moons. Best prices anywhere. Tell your friends. Well, Tixit, my father asks me that very same question. Frequently, actually. You know, as long as I can remember, all I've ever wanted to do was write and tell stories. If my brothers and friends were punting marmots, I was sitting under a tree nearby thinking up stories about marmots, how marmots might feel about being punted, and why the heck don't the marmots just move someplace where they're less likely to get punted? But Half-Hill Ag wouldn't even consider establishing a literature degree, and Professor Talib finds fiction simply a pleasant diversion. So, here I am, a journalism major at an agricultural college, reading your letter and your not-so-subtle advertisement. Thanks for writing, Tixit. Checking the Azeroth calendar... Well, it's another quiet week here in Azeroth, with both the Dark Moon Fair folding up its tents until next month, and the Thousand Boat Bash, which we'll talk about in this week's feature story, wrapping up yesterday. Stormwind University will be hosting two events next week, its debate series and the monthly literary enclave. Magic users may want to consider weighing in on this month's debate topic. Should we be concerned about corrupt influences from forms of magic traditionally considered beneficial. Both events are held at the outdoor auditorium behind Stormwind Cathedral. It's time now for the Dwarven Weather Forecast with Eamon Wetbranch, brought to you by Nessingwari Safari. Well, as you know, Eamon went missing a couple of weeks ago, but to our great relief, we did receive a voice recording delivered to us by Grummel Trader Jambezi, who got it from a gnome technician who apparently ran into Eamon in Darnassus. So let's give this a listen and see what's going on with Eamon. I'm all right, lad. Sending you this message to let you know I'm off on an adventure to save Azeroth. But I'm spending a little time with the elves first. Now with you. Well, so there you have it. The Dwarven Weather Report is brought to you by Nessingwari Safari, who reminds you that no one is meant for defeat. And now, the farm report. Jogu's word on tomorrow's crops is white turnips. You know, Pandarans love to entertain, and especially in the summertime. And what better way to honor your guest than with a great banquet of the grill? And for that, you'll need white turnips, as well as several types of seafood, including red belly mandarin, and my personal favorite, crab meat. Red-bellied mandarin is abundant in waters throughout the Vale of Eternal Blossoms, 
and crab meat can be obtained in most coastal regions of Pandaria. This tasty recipe, which you can learn from Half Hill's own master of the grill, Co. Ironpaw, will please and restore up to 30 hungry guests. This week's feature is Travels with Tashi and Talib, the Thousand Boat Bash in Thousand Needles. Talib and I started our journey to this annual event in the beautiful city of Dalaran, and from there took a portal to the mysterious Caverns of Time on the eastern edge of Teneris. A brief overland journey north took us through Gadgetzan and through a mountain pass onto a small beachhead on the southern shore of the flooded canyon Thousand Needles. We could see across the lake, created by the shattering, to the high banded cliffs and torn village of Splithoof on the northern shore. And dominating the foreground in the center of the lake was Fizzle and Posick's speed barge, the first stop on our tour. Upon our arrival at the Great Speed Barge, we traversed the various decks crowded with busy population of gnomes and goblins engaged in all forms of commerce, ship maintenance, crafting, and a lot of noisy squabbling. After asking for directions several times, we finally arrived at the top of the barge and reported to the two commanders, Pazik, a goblin, and Fizzle Brassbolts, a gnome. After a rather awkward interruption of what has apparently been a long-running and rather heated argument over some stolen explosives, they sought us off to meet Tuluak on the north side of the lake. They were also kind enough to give us each a very fast little skiff to travel around in, which carried us rapidly to a very unusual catamaran captained by the Tuscar Tuluak. His ship, clearly a crabbing boat, consisted of two large hulls sitting atop a pair of enormous turtles, being motivated to move by, interestingly enough, a pair of dangling carrots. We spoke briefly with Tuluak, who bemoaned the careless tossing of litter into the waters by those participating in the three-day boat event. Tuluak asked us to pay a visit to Theldorin on the north side of the lake. We found the dwarf Theldorin on a small barge, very worked up about the fact that they had made the long trip for the bash and had somehow forgotten the ale. His orc and gnome companions on the barge seemed just as put out by the situation as Theldorin, but somehow Talib and I thought the fact that the gnome was quite sound asleep might indicate that the ale had not, in fact, been forgotten. Theldorin recommended that we pay a visit to Ilthine Sunsong on the southern edge of the lake. We found Ilthine, a blood elf, amongst a very lively and quite scantily clad group of elves that were dancing and partying on a collection of elven boats. As we visited each of these people, we sorted out that there were tasks to be done, wrongs to be righted, and adventures to be had, for which we would be handsomely rewarded with the boats we were riding. So we dove in with vigor, retrieving a box of bombs and a daunting amount of grog, rum, and ale from the dark, ironclad, and frankly rather poorly maintained pirate ships. We also did some good community service by fishing up a prodigious amount of garbage from the lake itself and clearing the lake of tar being dropped by an impressive gnome submarine circling the lake. Both Professor Tanleep and I were actually saddened by the environmental damage done to these waters, 
and our sentiment was apparently shared by a lone Torin, who we saw standing on the north bank, gazing sadly out across the waters with a single tear rolling down his cheek. Out of curiosity, we sorted through what we fished up, and Talib found a rather nice New Age painting, which she intended to hang in her office, but subsequently discovered was a rare piece that she sold for a tidy little profit. I found a handy back scratcher, which I kept for myself, and a hip flask that I thought would be a nice gift for Jogu. Our last challenge was on the Blood Elf party boats, where we had to keep a beach ball in the air for 10 straight hits. I actually found this a lot of fun and was able to do it in a couple of tries. But while Professor Talib is talented at many things, apparently keeping a beach ball in the air is not amongst them. We wrapped up our adventures on the water by stopping by Dribblethwerp's Ice Cream Barge and treating ourselves to some ice cream. Overall, we found the Thousand Boat Bash very entertaining and look forward to doing it again next year when hopefully Professor Talib will be able to bounce a beach ball and get the final reward. Actually, on our trip home, I offered to coach her in this, to which she responded with a rather frosty glare. As always, I am coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, where the elite meet to eat and drink, especially cold, refreshing Storm Stout Brew, crafted with only the finest ingredients right here in the valley by the good folks of Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Thanks for joining me again this week, and tune in later this week for the Stag Whisperer, where Half Hill's own stable master, Sue the Tamer, shares his tips and tricks for raising and training your hunter pets. See you next week, and remember, free Pandaria.